What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be covering uh, Thinking Beyond Metafields, Modern SEO with WordLift's Andrea Volpini. Andrea, welcome to the show. Hi, David. Welcome. Well, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. Awesome. So glad to have you here. You know, I know the last time you and I hung out was in WordCamp Europe in Paris. Um, and uh, that was certainly a good time. And, you know, had such an interesting conversation with you then. And having heard WordLift come up over and over again since then um, from people in the industry, just talking about all the cool stuff you're doing, uh, really excited to have you here today. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. Unfortunately, you were not at the work in Europe in Belgrade. Otherwise, we would have a great time again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Unfortunately, I had just had my third child. And so, oh, wow. Uh, Congratulations. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, trips to Belgrade were, were not <laughs> high on the list in December. <laughs> totally so, understand that. Uh, maybe, maybe next time. So uh, almost certainly next time. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a busy week for us here at WP Engine here in Austin. We've got our WP Engine Summit going on, so, so lots of activity there. And then I uh, just wanted to take a quick second to brag on one of my teams who won an award. They won the uh, 2018 WMA Web Development Award for WPEngine.com. So uh, my show, I'm going to give them a little praise because uh, the team that built that uh, was, was, you know, spent a lot of time working on that new brand. Um, but now back to the topic at hand, uh, SEO. You know, and again, I think a lot of 
people, especially in the development community, think of SEO as semantic programming, making sure I have good title tags and descriptions, uh, meta titles and descriptions. And that's pretty much the end of it. Um, and maybe, maybe they acknowledge that there's some kind of content marketing components to SEO, but there's more to it than that. And so this is really what we want to talk about today. Um, but before we kick into that, I'm just curious, Andrea, from your, uh, your personal perspective, how did you get involved with WordPress? Like what was the first thing you did that had you working on things on WordPress? Oh, wow. That's, uh, some time ago, but not too long ago. I mean, I've started, uh, working on the web in the nineties. So nineteen ninety. Five, I think I built my first website and then I built the first CMS uh, with my team that was called Site Manager and the goal of it was really to convert website into CD-ROMs. I mean, it sounds like uh, prehistory, but... Are you uh, a but billionaire that's... now, Andre? That's, that's an amazing <laughs> idea. I went through a lot of phases in my life, but uh, no, not really. Uh, but I, I've seen a lot and I've done a lot and I had a lot of fun. So, I mean, I would probably really do the same. Um, so, back at that time, uh, uh, CMS was, uh, was, was a big thing. Um, most of the agency were building their own CMS. I think our first CMS was uh, uh, in uh, developing in Visual Basic script or something like that. You know, then then we went into Ruby on Rails, and then we started to work on very large website. And then I got more passionate into semantic web technologies, and then uh, I decided that uh, it was you know time to to focus more on the, on the, the way that content was organized rather than the, the the CMS infrastructure. And at that point, 2011, then I said, uh, but do I need a CMS or or I just need to make existing CMS semantic? And so that was my goal. I mean, we started. Uh, with uh, with my business partner in 2011 with the goal of uh, democratize semantic technologies and uh, we saw WordPress as a perfect environment to do that. Especially if you're building on top of a CMS, building on top of the world's most popular CMS isn't a bad choice. Uh, that, was, that was the way to yeah. go. That was so the let's, way to go. Let's fast forward the clock a little bit then. So um, now to try and focus a little bit on WordLift just to help orient people and, and just, you know, quickly help people understand, like, what does WordLift do? Well, I mean, WordLift um, automates structured data markup. Now, structured data markup is the evolution of the metadata that uh, we used to inject into web pages back in the 90s. But uh, what WordLift does, it also creates a, a knowledge graph for the website. And this knowledge graph is designed in such a way that search engine and, and virtual assistant or software agents in general can know specifically what your content is about. So WordLift automates this process that otherwise, you know, an SEO would do manually. And it does this in order for, you know, letting you create the best content. So a minute ago, you talked about, you know, the, the notion of metadata and markup uh, from the past. And, you know, earlier in this episode, as I introduced the topic, I kind of gave my own take on, you know, what I considered was maybe old school or, say, dated SEO. But how do you think about it? Like, what do you think defines someone that's maybe you, you can kind of instantly tell they're anchored in the past? Like, well, how do you define old school SEO? Well, I mean, um, there is a lot of 
misconception around you know what is old school and what is not uh, seo is really about information retrieval right so there is a there is a crawler that index pages and and you want you know this crawler to work at its best and uh, and then and then this crawler has to organize these pages as soon as the user starts making the query these are evergreen concepts. I mean, they never die. I mean, you say before the title, the description, that's okay. I mean, that's that's has to be there. One guy published the content online and then another one has to find this content. And and in between there is a technology. It can be, you know, a search engine, it can be a personal digital assistant, it can be the semantic web, whatever. But um, now this workflow didn't really change that much. The, the thing is that, of course, uh, a lot of the technique in the information retrieval world as updated, I mean, have changed. And so, um, you know, of course, if you, if you nowadays would talk about, uh, uh, I don't know, keyword stuffing or, 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 I don't know, having a traffic light on to decide, you know, is this content good or not? I mean, yes, this is kind of, yes, I would say that's old. <laughs> so it's, it's less that the basic principles of SEO in terms of uh, information uh, indexing and discovery are the same and will likely, uh, other than the mediums in which they're used, stay the same. Um, but it's more, you think, perhaps these uh, kind of kitschy techniques to try to get one over on the search engine, like white on white text or something like that, um, that you think is more anchored in old school SEO. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I found that, uh, um, you know, there is a lot of uh, things that I thought it would be old school, like a couple of years ago, and then I realized, no, they're not, <laughs> you know, like uh, writing oh, a meta description is, 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 you know, I thought it was useless because the search engine would replace it. But then in two years, uh, uh, in this deep dive into the SEO world, uh, I realized that they are crucial. You know, because of course, uh, any occasion you have to express a point of view that uh, that creates a value for a reader is actually, you know, a, a good place to start. Yeah, and I love how you said for the reader and not for the search engine. And uh, you know, I know I think that for me, that's one of those kind of old school SEO principles that I think you know should still apply, um, which is to you know optimize for the visitor, optimize for the reader, not for the search engine. That's essential. Um, that's the yeah. essential change. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. You know, when I see uh, people, uh, you know, are still relying on keyword stuffing or people talking about even you know fancy stuff like uh, latent semantic indexing. Does that really make sense? I mean, do we have proof that uh, that's what uh, it's part of the, the information retrieval process of a search engine like Google? Not really. I mean, this is just the way to kind of, you know, wrap our heads around the way that we think a machine might work. But uh, no, no, we have, we have to be and go beyond that. Absolutely. So, you know, there's obviously some very unpopular old school techniques that people still apply. Um, I remember seeing the other day uh, on Facebook somebody bemoaning a client demanding a thousand doorway pages and then even <laughs> if you think about you know other SEO plugins in the ecosystem like Yoast and, and his meta keyword help text I think it says I don't know why you would use this but you can go ahead and use it like that kind of thing um, and so there's these kind of very popular uh, things that still exist but you know, people are just begging for for them to die. So, what what are yours? Like, what are your top ones? You think that people are doing um, that they just need to stop doing? Well, I mean, tags, tags for sure. There's no point Alt in using. Tags? Uh, 
wall tags i mean generally inside uh, the meta description but also inside you know as a part of the content organization of your website i mean a lot of people use tags but you know tags are just uh, you know ambiguous by definition because everyone can write its own and uh, how can you organize a lot of content with tags now keep in mind that i was used to run you know websites with millions and millions of web pages because you know we we had a cms that was uh, you know powering up the website for the italian parliament so i used to go through a lot of different classification system and and and, and different ways of making you know the content accessible to, to millions of users and that's when i came up you know in, in looking at the semantic web as a solution for organizing content and that was like you know back in 2008, 2009, uh, but 2011 when the, the schema.org vocabulary came out, I understood that there was actually a commercial opportunity to turn semantic technology into something that would automate SEO to some extent. Well, um, that's really interesting to hear and, you know, it's kind of interesting to think about, you know, how SEO evolves, how the web evolves and how our strategy evolves. And, you know, for the first part of this episode, we've kind of been talking a, a bit about the past and you're starting to now bridge, I think, into more of the future. So what I want to do is I want to take a quick break. But when we get back, I want to dive into your thoughts on what is kind of modern SEO anyway. So everybody hang tight and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Content Marketing World 2018 comes to Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Learn more at contentmarketingworld.com. Content Marketing World 2018 is the one event where you will learn and network with the best and brightest in the content marketing industry. Content Marketing World will have over 120 sessions and workshops presented by the leading brand marketers and experts from around the world covering strategy, storytelling, ROI, demand generation, AI, and more. Leave Cleveland with all the materials you need to build a content marketing plan that will grow your business and inspire your audience. Save $100 off of registration using promo code radio 100 that's radio and the number 100 don't miss content marketing world 2018 in cleveland ohio september 4th through the 7th register now at contentmarketingworld.com the Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for its 7th Annual International Mobile Web Award Competition. This award program is an opportunity for mobile developers to demonstrate their expertise in this growing medium. It recognizes the individual and team achievements of web professionals all over the world who create and maintain outstanding responsive and mobile websites and mobile applications. Deadline for entry is September 28, 2018. Submit your entry today at www.mobile-webaward.org. That's mobile-webaward.org. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. 
Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm interviewing Andrea Volpini of WordLift, an AI-powered SEO tool for WordPress. And before the break, Andrea, we were talking about uh, this notion of kind of old school SEO, some of those dated techniques that probably need to go away, almost certainly in some cases. And so I'm just kind of curious, like, what is your take on modern SEO? Um, have things really changed that much? I mean, earlier we were talking about kind of these core principles staying the same, but like, if I was an SEO with like five-year-old skills, am I am I completely dated? Like, what is modern SEO? Um, I think that uh, the the um, the ranking system has has changed uh, significantly um, due to the combination of two different fields. On one side, you have symbolic AI or or semantic technologies, and on the other side, you have neural networks and machine learning. And uh, and the combination of the, of these two uh, different uh, sets of technologies are creating the way that uh, the ranking system works. So when uh, when uh, Kurzweil arrived in Google in 2012, the goal was really to to help Google understand the human language, and and a lot has been done to that extent. So I mean, if you think about the smart replies that uh, you can send now from Gmail. Uh, you see that you know the machine is capable of understanding you know the message that you're receiving and and how you should respond to the message. So modern SEO is really about creating data, rich semantically, um, enrich uh, data, and uh, and then of course create content that people read and then work on the user experience because user experience is now being measured. I mean, in, in a lot of patent, uh, Google talks about long clicks and short clicks. These are all expression to tell you that, uh, uh, you know, the, the algorithm takes into account the time that the user actually spent on a site uh, when, when moving from, from the search engine result page into, 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 into the external site. So, yes, I mean, modern SEO is, is Much different. Yeah, and yep. it's so uh, interesting, you know, thinking about these these kind of data signals like time on site because that can be a bad and good signal. Like if it took you too long to get the information versus uh, just enough time and thinking about how they have to solve for those problems. Um, but it was also, I think, interesting to hear that as I asked you about modern SEO, you, you went right back to, to data organization, right? There, there's such a uh, reaction and an instinct to 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 double down on on kind of the content aspect and and wholly only do that right uh, well, at least what I've seen in the SEO industry in particular is this shift towards this content marketing focus rather than the the data focus rather rather than the semantic focus but you 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 felt like those two were were intertwined as I heard they you describe are. it a minute ago they are totally intertwined i mean the, the thing is that uh, great content is extremely valuable but uh, if there is not enough data that uh, describe this content then it gets very difficult to to disambiguate you know what the content is really about there is also a different extent uh, that uh, you know we we see uh, coming into action like uh, a lot of the queries that uh, that google make are are called synthetic which means that you know google rephrases the query in order to find the best results 
And the way it does this, it's also by leveraging on, on its own knowledge graph. So if, if I tell you that, uh, that uh, my nickname is CyberAndy and uh, I am the CEO of WordLift, then uh, Google will be able, when you make a search about uh, Andrea from WordLift, to look also for you know the guy that uh, lives in Rome and and and, and uses CyberAndy as a nickname, so there is a lot of uh, you know intrinsic value in, in in writing great content and making it machine readable. You know it's interesting because you know and you know certainly I'm certain certain the readers uh, listeners of this show understand you know that Google is using machine learning and so on and so forth um, in the way they they deal with search results and you know having. Um, build ML algorithms with uh, data teams uh, and, and knowing what goes into that and, and really kind of those two core components around data organization, in other words, feeding the machine data that it can parse and analyze and compare, as well as training it on what success is. Um, do you have any thoughts on uh, that kind of notion of training success? Like, does that play a role in how people create websites? Well, I mean, it, it, for me, it's, it's, it's called user experience, meaning that, uh, of course, uh, whatever you're doing online, there is a potential action that uh, you're targeting, you know, whether you are, you know, booking rooms or, or, or selling, uh, you know, SEO services or, or whatever. There is always, you know, a funnel that can be measured. And that's, uh, you know, the most we get effective at you know creating value for for our audience the more the more we are appreciated in terms of uh, of visibility i i wouldn't call it seo because also i mean the the, the other thing about uh, combining great content with data is that of course uh, we now see you know an uprising interest in in answer engine optimization or voice search and uh, you know personal digital assistant deeply rely on data so the more we can curate this data the more we are in control of it the more we can create you know the best user experience yeah so that structured data is key and you know it's funny seo has been trying to die for like 15 years now and uh you know obviously that's kind of a running joke but you know there's always these moments where you know there's a shift and and people are like oh well this strategy is going to work and this strategy is not or this isn't worth doing or this is worth doing and as i think about you know, kind of the evolution over, say, the last five to 10 years to this notion of, you know, content is king. And again, I mentioned earlier, kind of the shift in agencies focusing on the content marketing side rather than the semantic side. And so you could you could start to kind of make the argument that, well, the developer is not really going to play much of a role in SEO anymore, that it's wholly going to be the quality of the content, wholly going to be kind of its social reach and signals like backlinks and so on and so forth. And the developers are really just not that needed anymore. And the search engine will get smart enough about parsing out all the data. But it seems like, you know, the position you're kind of presenting here is that that's not really true, that the developer really, true. Yeah. really does play a powerful role, if not even more important role moving forward than they have in the past. Well, I mean, uh, why, you know, the, the large corporation are building knowledge graphs, you know, why yeah. Airbnb has its own knowledge graph, why Amazon has its own knowledge graph, why everyone, you know, also on the publishing front, I mean, if you think like uh, Springer Nature, uh, you know, a huge scientific publisher has its own knowledge graph. Uh, Thomson Reuters has, has its own graph. Why they do that? Because, of course, the control on the data, it becomes essential for the business. So a developer in, you know, playing in, in, in 
in SEO or, you know, in, in, in making, you know, an impact and creating an impact, it's really, you know, should be focused on improving the data quality, publishing the data that needs to be published when it's right to, to publish that type of data, applying the right licensing to the data. That's really, for me, what a developer should do. Okay. Very interesting insight. So for the beginning of this episode, again, we kind of talked about the old school, um, really use this kind of middle segment to talk about your views on the future. And what I want to do is we're going to take a break in a second, but when we come back, I want to dive into artificial intelligence for the publisher, not the search engine using it to rank, but actually sites leveraging AI and ML in their SEO strategy. So everybody hang tight and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm interviewing Andrea Volpini of WordLift about modern techniques in SEO, thinking beyond the meta field. Before the break, we were talking about kind of what is modern SEO and wanted to use this last segment to really kind of get into uh, how people are leveraging AI and ML in their search strategy. So um, I don't know, Andrea, kind of we'll, we'll talk a little, bit, a little bit about WordLift here in a minute, but like what have you seen? Have you seen any other examples of people leveraging AI in their search strategy? Well, there is a lot of, um, you know, upcoming uh, startups uh, and interesting uh, ways of using AI in, in the SEO world. I mean, uh, Market Brew, just to name uh, one of the most famous ones, is, is, is well known for analyzing now the search results and creating his own, you know, search model to tell you, you know, what, what you should target. Um, there is a lot of work, of course, in the content recommendation space that uh, leverages on machine learning 
So, Andrea, I'm really curious. Have you seen any uh, examples outside of WordLift where people are using artificial intelligence or machine learning in their SEO strategy? I think there is a lot of uh, interesting uh, initiative coming up. Uh, um, content recommendation is a field where, of course, uh, uh, machine learning and, and semantic technologies can, can have a tremendous impact. Um, Market Brew is probably one of the, you know, more interesting examples of how you can start, you know, using machine learning to analyze the search engine results and and create your own, you know, model on where to go next. You know, what what sh- what you should target with uh, with your own content. Um, so there are different areas. Um, NLP is heavily used. I mean, uh, it's not just uh, something that uh, WordLift does, but I mean, NLP is, is at the basis of uh, a lot of the things that uh, we see on large websites such as Quora. Can you explain when... what that is, Andrea? Yeah, uh, natural language processing is a technology that uh, that analyzes the text and then uh, uh, helps you create synonyms and 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 you know connects one word with another. So just to give you a very simple example, if, if you look for uh, a topic in Quora and, and uh, the topic uh, you write SEO, or if you write a search engine optimization in the URL for the topic in Quora, you will end up on the same page. So there is a level of understanding of the term that allows you, you know, to access the same page with, different, with multiple URLs. And that's a very smart way of doing SEO uh, by using a technology like, uh, like natural language processing. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't know uh, one professional SEO that doesn't live inside of spreadsheets and parses data and looks at reports. And, you know, if you think about the way you use these technologies, it is exactly for that. And, you know, again, uh, historically, really, part of the culture, of course, is also this this kind of nature of 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 semantics, of, of parsing data, of analyzing pieces of data and using those pieces to try to make your content more discoverable. And it's such a natural fit for the benefits that AI and ML bring to orgs. I think you know tool usage is, is certainly uh, helpful, and I think it's a great way for people to take advantage of that technology. I think you know over time we'll we'll see people developing their own techniques and their own AIs and their own MLs um, to solve these problems. But it's 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 really interesting time to be alive. You know, you said you started in 1995. Uh, on the web and the internet. Uh, I started in 96 and uh, <laughs> I remember thinking at that time, geez, I wish I had gotten in the internet in the uh, early days. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny to say that now over 20 years later, but uh, but the reality is that every day is the good old day for someday. And uh, I think now with, with search and the way the search engines are evolving and the way the technologies are evolving, that it's such an exciting time to be here. And this isn't, you know, late in the game for SEO. It's early in the game for the next uh, kind of uh, generation of SEO. So it's fun stuff. So, um Relative to people using AI and ML in their strategy, um, that's a key part of WordLift. I mean, if you go to the WordLift website, wordlift.io, it's right there at the top of the page, if I remember. Um, How does WordLift use AI in the product or tool sets that you guys offer to your customers? Yeah, I mean, uh, we we do uh, basically two things. Uh, We we use the natural language processing to understand what the content is about. And then uh, we let the editor 
you know, choose uh, what what are the the topic that you know that really matter. In a way, we we want to be assistive. I mean, we're we're talking about narrow artificial intelligence, meaning that you know we can only provide assistance to an editor that knows what it's it's talking about. The second thing that WorldLive does, it, it creates a, a knowledge graph. And, and this is really, you know, probably the most important part because uh, creating a knowledge graph, it means that you are publishing your own data and then, um, you know, smart agent as well as crawlers can, can get this data and, and then find your content more easily. So that's really in a nutshell what we do. Then there is a lot more, of course, because we do, you know, analyze the, the search rankings and, uh, you know, we, we try to, to, to understand the best way for you to, to create your, your own editorial plan. But if you think about it, what we try to do is, is make SEO disappear. Why do you make SEO disappear? Well, because we automate a lot of the process in the back so that you can focus on writing the best content for, for that specific searcher that is looking for that thing. So we don't want the people to look at, you know, what is the keyword that I should position this this uh, this content for, or you know, uh, did I do my metadata right? I mean, where they write metadata that uh, you know a normal human being would write in probably you know uh, eight hours or or even more. So and it does it instantly. So we want you know the editor to forget about uh, the technicalities require for a search engine to find the article. We want the editor to stay focused on, you know, what matters, the content that that, uh, someone will read. Fun stuff. Again, exciting time to be alive. Well, uh, thank you so much, Andrea, for joining the show today. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. Fantastic. If you'd like to learn more about what Andrea is up to, you can visit wordleft.io. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.